All right, everybody. Um, episode number 48 of the Roses and Rhetoric podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Hackett. Joining me, as always, my charming co-host, Joseph Stanford. And with my charming co-host, Joseph Stanford, another charming person as well. You can go ahead. Jeannie. <laughs> joining us from her own show. Jeannie, what's the name of your show real quick so we get out to the audience? GNT podcast. Give it a listen. And it's a, it's a good show. Give them a watch. Um, today's episode following a, a kind of a different format than what we normally do as a viewers of the show know Joe has been traveling uh, through Europe for the past few weeks. Um, and I would say, Joe, by and large, you've had fun times, good adventures, all that, all that good stuff during your travels. Um, however, this last uh, week or so ago, um, not so much. Uh, I will warn the viewers, today's episode definitely will be more uh, adult-themed than previous episodes. Um, it basically involves, you know, club mischief of, you know, various sorts. And um, we wanted to have or do this episode today to kind of raise awareness about this, because as uh, we'll get to later on, this is uh, not necessarily a rare thing. So um, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to pass it over to uh, to the uh, two guests today, to, to Joe and Jeannie, to kind of share their story of what happened and um, kind of where things are now. Um, so when you guys are ready, take it away. Thank you guys for doing this, for sharing this story, and um, you know, hopefully raises good awareness about these issues. Yeah, uh, like Jimmy said, this story can be kind of triggering. So, um, but it is common, unfortunately. So just want to give that warning before we um, say it. Um, so I guess let's start kind of from the beginning of what happened. Um, me and Joe. We're out on a Friday or Saturday night. I don't remember which it was. I think it was Friday night. Mm -hmm. Friday night in Krakow, Krakow, Poland. Yeah, and we uh, started out having dinner. We we had a really long day, so we had a like pretty late dinner. I think around ten o'clock. Then we went bowling, just a really chill, fun night. Um, and then we went out dancing afterwards. Um, and then we were leaving the dance club and someone approached us and asked us if we wanted to go to another club. Um, and I think they said that they would have like free shots there, something like along those lines. So we went to this other club. Well, we, we initially declined the offer um, the first time it was made by this random dude that just approached us in the street. Um, and then after a few more minutes, he came back and approached us again and with an even sweeter offer. And at that point we said, okay, well, we might as well just go check this out before we, before we go home or whatever. Yeah. And it was just, uh, I think like two businesses down. So we were like, okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. So we go in, um, then you like go, uh, downstairs and then we like sit down. Yeah. Well, this guy like leads us there, like it's in this main square of Krakow, like right next to this giant like cathedral church. And he takes us to this other club. He walks us down like a, a, a flight of stairs or so, and then takes us to the establishment, like you said. Yeah, and we sit down and this is where I don't remember anything else that happened. So yeah. I'll kind of uh, let Joe explain what happens next. And then I'll kind of like put my two cents in afterwards. Yeah. So again i'm because of what happened i'm having some some trouble remembering all the details from this point forward as well um 
I remember we were sitting in a booth, we were sitting down, and then at one point, uh, I see, next thing I know, I see Ginny being led away into another room from like the main room, into like a private room. And she's being led by one of the waitresses at the establishment. Yeah, oh, and let me just put, so I actually do remember just like a couple things from being inside, but they're mostly like just feelings and like small, like little snippets of what people said. But I like vision wise don't remember anything. So this girl was like, oh, I have a surprise for you. Like, follow me. And so I'll let Joe see what happens next. Because I mean, I was going to say normally, you know, you've been led into a dark room, stranger underground, probably all going to be on the up and up, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> right? Like, well, actually, well, yeah. People in Poland are really nice. Like we, you know, we loved everyone we met there. Like super, super friendly. And so, you know, we didn't really have, those kind of right. like reserves well, over reason to be suspicious or anything like that everybody was friendly this felt like kind of more of that friendly nature and yeah and we'd met friends like throughout the entire night that we were mm -hmm. out just like people next to us bowling or um people we met like friends at the um dance place that we were at and you know it was like it was just really fun everyone was really friendly and like wanted to talk to us so i don't know i think just you know our reserves were up but Okay, I'll let Joe explain what happens next. Yeah, so I look up and I remember seeing uh, one of the waitresses bring Ginny back into this like back room. And uh, they like beckon to me or I go and follow to see what's going on. And then we go in and next thing I know, um, I see Ginny and I are both sitting on a couch in this back room. And then, uh, then the waitress calls in another waitress. There's now two girls in the back room with us. It's, it's me, Jenny, and two girls. And next thing I remember was one of the girls, the one that led her back into there, popping a bottle of champagne and saying, we're going to have a party. That's, and then I remember looking over and seeing Jenny just passed out, like literally unconscious on the couch next to me to my right. And then, uh, that's the last thing I remember. That's the beginning of the blackout for me. Yeah. And so something that's scary about that, besides the fact that I was unconscious, like in an establishment is Joe, you know, we're, I'm 25, he's 29. Like he's had, you know, about 10 years of drinking. So, you know, he's never had like an alcohol induced blackout before ever. And so yeah, and mind you, I went to the University of Arizona, and I uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't for lack of trying, right? No, right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and you know, the next weird part about this is, um, I mean, we'll explain more in a sec, but like, if Joe was in you know the right mind state, like he would have definitely made us leave if he would have seen me like passed out. Oh yeah, right, right. So, like, I know it wasn't like. Uh, you know, he, he obviously didn't have faculty of reason then. So, yeah, it was, uh, and then again, I remember them just popping that bottle, looking over, seeing her unconscious, the girl saying that we're going to have a party. And then next thing I know, like my shirt just starts coming off. And then I have no memories whatsoever, just total blackout until the next thing I remember is three or four different, um, women just surrounding me and just saying you need to pay you need to pay right now you need to pay right now like just very forcefully saying this and coercing me and just shoving this like uh payment machine in my face saying like you got to pay right now you need to pay 
and I'm still like, I do not remember this at all. Like the only thing I, well, like I said, I have like certain feelings that I have from the night. The only thing I remember from this part was like, I was scared and there was like a conflict and that's, I don't remember seeing anyone or anything, but, but keep going. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm still like kind of coming out of this blackout, trying to understand what's going on. Like, I don't even remember if I was sitting or standing at this point. Like, I, I don't know what happened before. And my first thing is I'm just like, okay, well, where's my passports? Where's my wallet? You know, where's Jenny? Like, where, where's all the essential items before I leave here and make a payment? And they're like, no, you need to pay. You need to pay. You need to pay. But I'm just, at this point, I'm reasonable enough to like be adamant about at least having my things. So they, got grab my jacket which i think had my my money in it and uh they like they're putting my shirt back on me and uh then they just like force this machine in my face and then i pull out my iphone i did with my apple pay with credit card and then i just like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just like i just need to get out of here so i just scan it on the thing did you scan it you only scanned it once right you know again it's like real hard to remember um there and were a couple of charges the next day and it kind of sounds like might be familiar that they were like oh it didn't work try it again and then I did it again well we'll keep going with the rest of the night and then we'll talk about that because that's like a huge part yeah so they scan my credit card um comes out of the blackout and then next thing I know I'm on the streets in Poland it's daylight and I'm just completely like belligerent like I'm stumbling I can't even walk in a straight line Right. Yeah, I don't remember this walk at all. I don't even remember it being daylight. I remember I remember a few things. I remember falling flat on my face and hitting my face on the pavement. Mm -hmm. And I remember it hurting. I remember us asking for help from people because we could not figure out where we were. And both of our phones were dead because we went out um, in the night um, mm -hmm. with very low battery. And so, yeah, to, to put this in context, the establishment was a 15 minute walk from the place we were staying that night. And it ended up taking us three hours to get from point A to point B, just because we were so, so belligerently just intoxicated off whatever it was um, that we would just, yeah, like you said, like you ate, yeah. you ate shit, you fell flat on your face one, at least a couple of times, I remember. Um, I fell a whole bunch. My wrist is sprained. I got bruises everywhere. Yeah, that bruise is really bad. I got scabs and I don't know, elbow, do. my elbow, everything just hurts. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, we were just, what, what I think happened was I think we were drugged. Um, well, we, we didn't, didn't realize that at first. We didn't first. realize it at the time. So we, so, so wait a second. We got home. We finally got home. We went to bed. We woke up at like 6 p.m. Um, the next day. So that is a crazy amount of time to sleep. We both felt terrible. At that point, we just had thought like, oh my gosh, like we got so insanely drunk. Like, how did we get so drunk? And then we were just like, wow, I can't believe we slept that long. And then we were like, okay, we called Jimmy actually. And I and we were still actually intoxicated then. And so I we didn't confirm that, by the way. Yeah, we were, no. <laughs> we were like laughing about this. No, they were. Yeah. They, yeah. So that's a. So let me let me give you guys a little bit, a little breather. You guys have been talking for a long time. Uh, yeah. So yes, they they called me that morning or whatever time it was for me. You know, here in you know in Texas, and uh, yeah, they were laughing and having a hysterical time. You know, we're all making jokes, 
uh, I can't believe this happened. And, you know, they're doing, tell me all this what they're going to be doing. And the, the tone immediately after when they called me was, this was a funny story that, you know, was like a bad, funny story that you would tell to kind of get laughs at a, at a, at a party. And then I don't know how many hours later it was, Joe, but eventually at some point you sent me a text. It would actually, well, so let me, so I'll, I'll make fun of myself first. So, so Joe tells me this, Joe and, Joe and Jeannie call me that they, they tell me this. I, I send Joe a text in like a joking way. And I'm like, yeah, we'll have to do such and such, you know, later on everything. And I put in the emoji, three popping champagne bottles. Because I thought this was like a funny story. About four or five hours later, Joe texts me and says like, hey, like we actually think like we were kind of taken advantage of last night. Like, and so now I feel like yeah. an asshole for joking about this on a text message. And uh, in any event, kind of, Let's, so yeah, so, so that was that more, you know, whenever you guys wake up, you're trying to put the pieces together. Let's kind of go to the part where you guys try to get, you guys kind of have now a better sense of the night. And then I know you guys have done some things since then to try to get a better understanding of what, of what happened that night. What do you guys well, want to talk about next? We didn't realize we'd been drugged at first. It took us like right. a few hours. So we got up. Well, well, first thing was, first thing I did when I woke up the next day was I looked at my credit card statement. Yes, yes, yes. So let's, let, yeah, let's deal with that part first. So, so yeah. Joe, you wake up. You get out your Apple Pay and yeah. what's going on with the credit card? I look at my credit card and I'm like, because I remember that. That's the first thing I remembered when I woke up somewhat coherent the next day was, oh, I wonder how much they charged me. I wonder how much they charged me. Because that was like totally sketchy. They totally like forced me into running my card. We never ordered anything. We never asked for anything. They yeah. never explained what they were charging me for. Yeah. It was kind of like they were just holding me a hostage. Until what I was, was like the light? Was it like party pack? for x number <laughs> what was the they didn't even say it was like some weird like polish sounding name like nothing even like spelled right was the merchant and there was one charge for like a thousand dollars and then there was a second charge for a little over two thousand dollars so at this point we're up to like three thousand total in charges and uh i'm like oh my gosh like what's going on so i'm like calling the credit card company it's like obviously it's like a different time zone it's hard to like get through um and then so I, I decided to call back later and then we go out because we're, we're hungry and it's like 6 p.m. Right. Like we haven't eaten or anything. So we go out to get some food. And uh, well, this is when we, we just feel weird. Yeah, that's when we felt really weird. And I was like, this like this does not feel like a hangover. Like, I feel like no. um, I took like some sort of drug or something like that. I, I didn't really know. Um, and so. Then we kind of like looked it up because obviously at that point we had realized we'd been scammed in, in some way. So I looked right. up um, clubs, Poland, um, like thousands of dollars charges. And so this is actually a phenomenon that happens. It's happened to like thousands of people. They will go to clubs in Poland, they will get drugged um, and they'll get charged thousands of dollars. Some people will lose their entire life savings that it'll really, really messed them up. Um, and so we were like shocked, like, and we were like, okay, at least it was only, you know, 3000 at this point. And luckily, you know, we're from America. So we have really good credit card, credit card companies. Unlike um, a lot of other countries, they don't really get the same benefits that we do from mm -hmm. credit cards. Um, so they'll just often use debit. And if you use debit and you file a fraud claim, it's really hard for you to get it back. Yeah, so, it's like impossible. So we, we luckily, you know, used the credit card. We were like, okay, we'll just file a fraud claim. It'll be fine. And then we were like, 
Um, we called his credit card company and they said, you need to go talk to the merchant to try to dispute this. Um, so we then decided, okay, let's go to the merchant. Cause maybe, you know, you know, maybe they just messed it up or something. Yeah, maybe they missed a decimal place or two. All right. Or three. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the, uh, exchange rate down? You made to be careful with the, uh, yeah. 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 And the exchange rate is confusing too. Cause it's like a hundred to one or something. Yeah. Yeah. So you're already playing with like monopoly money in your head and then the charge. Yeah, exactly. in. yeah. Right. Right. So anyway, so, so, so go ahead. So you guys go, you, you decide, you know, we're going to go back to the merchant. We're going to try to actually get them to give our, give us our money back. And how does that go? So we went to the club. Um, we, we had to wait till it was like 8 PM. And this is when we started like feeling more sober. And when it started actually kind of dawning on us that like, you know, oh my goodness, like we could have been drugged. Like, this is really bad. Like, what if we were assaulted? Like we looked at the Google reviews for the place. Yeah. We looked at the Google reviews for the place. All these, like maybe 10 people commented, do not go here. You will get scammed out of thousands of dollars. You will get drugged. Mm -hmm. Um, like one star out of five. Yeah. Everyone unanimous. This is why it's funny that Google, because I, I think Google makes you give at least one star. This is always like a funny thing. It's like I know. probably zero stars would be more appropriate, but well, you know, it was actually decent champagne. So like I mean, it's like a one like one star for you. <laughs> Yeah. So um so anyways, we go and I try to confront them because I can put on my, you know, sassy, mean face if I need to. Her, her Karen face. Yeah, so I went in there and I was like, because, uh, well, another part of the story is I left my coat there um, and I just bought this coat and it's really cold in Poland, like probably, you know, low 50s at nighttime, especially. And the fact that we were walking around for, you know, two, three hours is like, insane and the fact that I wasn't you know completely mm. freezing um so anyways we go back in there we first are like oh we left our coat um here last night yeah and then I said um I confronted them I was like we think that you robbed us and drugged us and they said no we didn't everything's on camera and here's the menu this is what you paid for they pull out this menu um, and first off, the menus in euros, and um, which is interesting because we're in Poland. They have the zloty in yeah, Poland. They, they don't use euros in um, Poland, really. So the fact that it was in euros is an, like probably another sign that it, you know it's a huge scam. And it said right there, like a bottle of champagne is one thousand dollars. Or four thousand yeah, dollars, like it, it was just totally a, a bogus. I don't. Menu. It was like I think it was like one or one to five thousand dollars. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it, it was on the menu, and they have this like yeah fake menu. And this girl that was saying this to me was so like smug and unkind, yeah. and we were just like, she was like she was like prepared for like someone to come yeah. in, and oh, them, yeah. right? Like imagine being like if someone accused you of like, hey, you drugged me and stole from me. You probably your reaction would be like why are you talking hers is like nope got a camera got a menu baby let's go it's like okay you're yeah. really prepared yeah. for this conversation uh, because they've been doing this for like over 10 years now yeah. and it's like the, the cops like we'll, we'll get to when we talk to the cops yeah, yeah, yeah. um it's so, so right now, yeah so let's yeah because i think we're i i know more of the story because you guys have told me but i want to make sure we're kind of for the audience's sake we're in somewhat linear fashion so let, let, let's just finish just like the confrontation part so you're at you're at the club they have their all their evidence ready to confront you, which is 
you know, and, and normally yeah. Joe has me be the Karen. So, but like she turned me down so quick. I was like, I was, I had nothing yeah, you, to you say. Didn't stand a chance. I also just <laughs> didn't, you know, I didn't feel good either. So Joe kind of stepped in, tried to like, you know, say, Hey, maybe we can work something out. Like maybe, you know, I would say maybe this is worth like maybe $500, maybe like no, 300. I, I don't know what you said, but you were like trying to, well, because you know, it, was, it was still like up in the air whether we were drugged or not. Like, granted, we read the reviews. We had that night yeah. where we stumbled home. We just didn't feel right. Well, we don't and even then, remember stumbling home. Like, how do you stumble home for two oh, yeah. hours? Like, like two her, three hours. Her clothes were just trashed. Her oh pants yeah, were destroyed. Her shoes were destroyed. My brand new leather shoes. Like, and, and leather's pretty hard to ruin. Um, if you own a pair of leather shoes, yeah. the soles of my shoes, which are hard were complete there are holes in them yeah like how do you get holes in shoes like the sole of your shoe so it was all that and then once we were there and we were confronting the merchant and i said to her i was like you drugged us like we read your reviews you drugged us and then her reaction where she just kind of was like yeah it's on the mini you, you paid for it that was right here a thousand dollars yeah yeah like she was just like so blase about it she's like if you think that you should talk to the police yeah and then she says i cannot help you and then that was it. And that, that kind of solidified it for me. Like, oh yeah. Well, she also pointed at you. We got drugged. Because we were like, because we were like, I was unconscious. Like, this is, you know, like not okay. Like, how can you say yeah. it's fine? Right. She pointed at Joe and she was like, he was, he was acting normal. But like totally ignored the fact that I was unconscious. So, which is like super sketchy. So, I mean, yeah, she could just tell she was lying about everything. It just, it felt fishy it did not feel good and so at that point we were like okay well, like i'm pretty sure and, we had been drugged in a side note this whole conversation she's like having a team meeting with all her waitresses so yeah. there's like five or six like 20 something year old waitresses just watching this whole conversation and then actually when we were in there that's when i started realizing like okay i think i somehow this person like I, I remember one of the waitresses she had played a part in the night I don't remember exactly what part but I believe giving us those free but drinks. I believe she was the one who gave us the free drinks so that's what I remember her from because she because I was about to go into the like because we were like kind of on the side of the club by this like bar so we had to go to the back kind of to get our coat and stuff um, and talked with the manager and so then I almost went into like the actual main club room and just like started yelling at everyone to get out and <laughs> it's a scam because I like was so angry that this had happened right. to us yeah um and so I decided and then the girl was like she spoke really good English that's when I remembered her and I was like okay she played a part but she pretty yeah. much told me to not do that so we left the club Joe checks his phone again. Tell them how many more charges you had. Okay, yeah. So I checked my phone yeah. pretty close to right after this. And uh, there's two more charges, like just out of nowhere. One This time, one for like $3,000 and then one for $4,000. Yeah, well, that's part of the part of the experience. The, uh, the next day confrontation they're going to charge you for as well. It's all part of the package that you buy. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how that happens. They somehow ripped my credit card number from the night before. <laughs> they just kept running these charges. So. I mean, at that point, I just called. I didn't want to call, cancel my credit card unless I had to because, well, I'm in Europe and I'm just like, we know how hard it is to get new credit cards. <laughs> right, right. If anybody wants to know about Joe's other financial mission, back to an earlier episode, we talk about Joe having his uh, card put on hold or whatever it was. Uh, you know, when I was exiled in Mykonos waiting for my credit card. You're exiled for one day. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, I, I still didn't get it. I still didn't get my card. But it's fighting there for you. 
uh, yeah, it's and then so I go, I call my credit card right right away and I cancel it. Um, yeah. And then we we took her advice. She said, if we have a problem, go to the police. So we went right to the police station. Afterwards. Well, and this is when it, it started dawning on me because I was still intoxicated from earlier in the day. I was like, oh my gosh, like we had been, you know, drugged. Like that was all, like and robbed. Like that was all I was worried about. But then like as the, you know, the whatever we were under the influence of like wore off of me, I started realizing like we were we assaulted like this is actually terrifying and yeah like what would they do to us when we were like asleep? did they touch me like did they touch joe like his shirt was off like that's really really scary and i mean you know they probably used a a date rape drug right so you know that's just the really terrifying thing and that's why we also put a trigger warning on this because right. this is unfortunately like a very common occurrence um which is why we want to talk about it but you know, so anyways, we went to the police office, uh, police officers station, um, mm -hmm. and they told us you need an interpreter and go to this other police station. So then we had to go across town, go to this different police station. Yeah. Um, we find an interpreter on the street um, because the first police station said we could do that. Yeah. So we asked this like random passerby. She's just like a sweet girl. Um, she helped interpret for us, which is great. And then they told us we need an official interpreter with us um, and that we couldn't take us or do a statement. Yeah. So, and the, the official interpreter couldn't be there for two days. And this was Saturday. So this was Saturday yeah, night. We were planning on leaving the next day, but they said that they need the official interpreter. She wouldn't be there till 1 p.m. on Monday. Yeah. So we were like, okay, like we need to file this. Like, this is not okay. We cannot let this happen. So yeah. I think we just went to bed that night pretty much after that. Joe oh, yeah. didn't eat all day because like our anxiety was just so bad. We just didn't feel right. I didn't feel right for like several days. Yeah, after that. probably like three days. So we, and you know, it's just, it's sickening really the whole situation. So finally we um, went to bed that night. We woke up, we still felt just terrible, not right. Really, really dehydrated. Um you know, we called the embassy at that point because we were like, yeah. we need help. Um, and, and we felt like the cops weren't really just doing anything. It's crazy. How can you not take a statement on the weekend? And well, they, and as we were yeah, telling you're them, all, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's no crime over on the weekend in Poland. We just do the purge. There's no translator. So yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. how insane is that policy? Well, as we're, as we're telling them what happened to us, they're like, where was it? And then we tell them the name of the establishment and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> and it's like, well, this happens before. And they're like, oh yeah, it happens all the time. And it's like, what, right. what, yeah. you don't do anything about it. Like, no, it keeps going. Yeah, dude, you can't do anything about it. It's like double jeopardy, right? <laughs> we were all <laughs> yeah. And it probably happens on the weekend and then people leave like Sunday and then right. they don't get to file a police report, which is, yeah which is insane. And if you're, you know, they also don't do police reports by phone. So you have to go in. So if you're not there, um, you know, it sounds like a Costa novel. I mean, what is it? What are these archaic no over the phone official translator? This is, yeah. this is insane. Like it, it's hard to tell if it's just incompetence or corruption, because I think they would look the same <laughs> at this point. Because we, we spent, I don't know how many hours trying to file a police report and they just wouldn't do it. And we actually had to stay an extra couple of days. We stayed like three more days. Yeah, we'd extend just our trip. 
to do this police report right. on Monday. And it, and it still took our entire Monday. It took five hours. It took five hours. So let's fast. Well, Sunday was just a bad day. You know, we felt terrible. Like we called our family and told our family we're kind of just breaking the news to everyone just because it was like really traumatic. And like, I mean, luckily health wise, like I think we're fine. We're, we're still, <laughs> I mean, I, Maybe. I mean, we still have each other and like, we still get to talk to our families and, you know, we get to walk around. And so we have all our vital organs, which is right. uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully Joe still has his credit score. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Yeah. So then fast forward to Monday, we, uh, oh, oh, the embassy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is, this is where I, so actually at this point, I know everything up until now. So they were kind of telling me about this. And then Joe's like, we're going to the embassy, calling yeah. them the big guns. And so this is actually where I now do not know what happens next. The, yeah, I it, forget I forget who told us. We didn't even think of it. I think my sister yeah, or someone your sister. was like, oh, you should go to the embassy. <clears throat> You're paying them with your tax dollars. Like, let's put them to work. Let's have them help you out. So I call the embassy crying because I'm like freaking out at this point that we were assaulted because I don't remember anything. Yeah. Joe saw me unconscious. It's not a crazy idea. Yeah. I mean, let, let me um, let me just say this too while we're talking about it. I know were you drugged, were you not drugged? In my mind, it's like it doesn't really matter because even if they just use alcohol, their behavior is still just as unacceptable. To get someone so plastered that and, and then you make them pay all these bogus charges. It doesn't yeah. matter if it was alcohol or drug. That's it's almost like an irrelevant detail. You shouldn't serve somebody at that point and then rack up these ridiculous charges. I mean, one on their menu could cost three thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, that's just. I, I think that's how they fly under the radar. Is they have it so well documented. Like they have the menu, they have the footage. It's they they cross all their. They don't steal anything from you. They don't do anything bad. Like they. I mean, they do do things bad, but right. But it's it's all accounts. Yeah. Yeah. scamming and drugging. Yeah. yeah and and again if you look the stuff online you'll see hundreds and hundreds of stories it's, like people yeah. had like thirty thousand dollars stolen forty thousand dollars stolen well so we talked to the embassy right and, and that's the thing is uh, europeans don't have credit cards or a lot of them don't have credit cards right so, that, so the money goes right you know it's yeah it's your money that's one yeah there's no chance of getting it back like i think we're lucky that we're gonna get our money back but uh, for most people, that's just not the case. I mean, if you're like a French person here or like a, the British, apparently those are like the highest uh, victims yeah. of this. Yeah. And what I think happened is because we were like on the street outside of the club talking is I think we may have been, I don't know if we were targeted maybe in the club that we were in before, like the dance club, or if we were targeted on the street. But I think because we were English speaking and you know, so, you know, when we hear like a European accent, you just, you're like, oh, I don't know where they're from, but they sound like they're European. Yeah. Um, so when Europeans hear an English accent, they don't know if you're from the UK. They don't know if you're from America. They don't know if you're Australian. They just have no idea. Yeah, they have no idea. It's funny, actually. So, um, so the, I think what happened is they probably thought we were probably British, um, and also because when we when we confronted them we we're like yeah we're gonna dispute the charges and we will get the money back yeah, it's like and i'm not, I'm not worried about she, getting money back like we have an american credit card like this is not gonna be a big deal like, yeah and i think she was a little rattled by that because yeah. we were she didn't like, like that all that champagne all that ghb all those root fees gone to waste scary <laughs> 
so, uh, so let's go back to the embassy. So you guys go to the embassy and, and what's, what goes we'll, on? We'll there? call the embassy. We'll call the embassy. Okay. Like, come tomorrow. Bring, it, bring so, a translator. No, I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> Luckily, they spoke English. Um, <laughs> so we went to the embassy. They were really helpful. And they told us that um, like two months prior, a French guy went to the exact same place that we were at, lost $30,000 um and they thirty thousand dollars yeah 30 grand and yeah it's crazy so and, and apparently um they've been working uh over there to kind of figure out this legislation and they've brought it up with the um travel board there because mm -hmm. there's like a lot of um tourists that come to krakow specifically because it's just a touristy town um and it's a big part of their economy. And the Krakow police are, are just like, well, it's legal. But it's like, no, it's not. How is this legal? They're right. literally well, yeah. getting people so intoxicated with, I think, drugs, honestly. Um, um, but like Jimmy said, regardless of what it is, so intoxicated. Okay, everybody. Sorry, it's just little technical difficulties, but we are back. So, so again reset the table a little bit so yeah so we're, you, you guys call the embassy you said two months ago a french guy got lopped for three thousand dollars thirty thousand dollars i apologize my again my exchange yeah. rate a little bit off um yeah go from there we found this out on monday yeah we, we found we that out on monday the, right yeah right. so okay so so yeah so so take it from there so actually actually what you guys were talking about too was they're trying to get something with travel board figured out they're trying to to put something in place to protect the tourists better, you know, how did the rest oh, of the conversation yeah. go with the embassy? So there is, there is on like the U.S. like there's on trip advisory board or whatever, like the travel you know, advisory. Yeah, one of the line items does say to avoid like to be careful like watching yourself at clubs in Krakow. Um, <laughs> granted, scams. granted, it's probably like number twenty six on the list that no one ever looks at. Like I don't right. know this, thing. and it's like. Okay, like why why do we have to do this? Like why can't we just stop the problem at the root? But yeah, again, that's that's hard to say. But what the embassy did was they were they heard us out, like they empathized with us, they like actually helped call the police station, set up an appointment with the interpreter for that day. They started a case for us too. And yeah, it's just difficult to communicate with the police because like uh, they're not the greatest at English. Yeah, and apparently the EU has really strong privacy laws, so they can't um call them and like do it for us essentially so yeah. they said go to the police station the interpreters there they'll interview you so so first off just as like a side note we were at the police station for about five hours um yes mm. and we get there and we're like okay we have an appointment with an interpreter so we go upstairs mm -hmm. um after waiting for maybe like 30 minutes yeah um we go upstairs and we're like, we'd like to make a statement. And these police officers and this interpreter were doing everything in their power, it felt like, to not take our statement. Yeah, they were fighting us for it. It's like, we're, we're victims here. And you're like fighting us. She's like, well, what is she saying? She's saying, well, like, if you think that there was sexual assault, uh, you can't do that through the police. You have to do it through the court. Yeah, and they said, you have to stay in Poland. Um, for could, two weeks and it could take weeks and yeah. you would need to go to the hospital have an exam um 
and go get your blood taken and all this stuff. And I'm like, I just don't want to, this is like very intrusive. Like, why can't you just like take the report and investigate it? Like if there's cameras in these clubs, then just yeah. check the cameras. Just watch the footage. Like, yeah. You don't need to go get probed at the hospital. Yeah, exactly. It just, it just felt, and I mean, at that point too, if we'd been, you know, drugged or whatever, um, normally those types of things only last in your system for like eight hours yeah so we we're they were like did you get a blood test did you go to the hospital they were like it's like no we we came to you guys right after they were like you turned us away they were like do you have proof of assault i'm like no i was unconscious like how could i prove like i don't remember anything like how could i prove any of this it was it yeah. was pretty much like you know what you hear unfortunately all the time from victims of assault where they go to the police and they're like do you have proof and it's like you know no right. i just like, what what would you even have like yeah actually i brought you know my uh recording kit i thought i might have it so i put up my little studio uh right right, right now. Body yeah yeah, yeah. And, put and, on my little put on my little gopro and i was trying to i mean what what is this ridiculous? yeah so, so and, and it, the extra scary part too is like you know, I think for victims, um, like if you were intoxicated, it's you're you're kind of like suffering like internally for the next few days after, which is what we were doing. Like we right. were just still like, what happened? Like it was it yeah. just nothing was like working right in our brains. Um, and so yeah, they were just kind of being really cold to us and really didn't want to take our statement. It eventually came down to the fact because I didn't want to go to the hospital um, and go do a exam that they said I was not a victim, that only Joe was the victim mm -hmm. because for um, robbery. For, no, for like robbery. Because sure was taken off. I was like, yeah, what about me? Like, doesn't that count for anything? <laughs> yeah, they're like, I know, but still, like, you could have been assaulted. Like, they're like, sir, <laughs> sir, we've seen your Instagram, you have your shirt off all the time. <laughs> and, we, and so we were I don't know I, I was pretty much just driving home the point that like I want you guys to check these video cameras like, right well of course I, why, why, why the hell wouldn't you I know. does that make any and sense to anybody listening to the show right now hey like the club literally said by the way let, let, let's go back there's nothing I like more than using people's words against them it's a bit of my as Joe will tell you it's, it's one of my one of my many uh many hobbies the club told you you have they have it on video. They told yeah. you they have it on video. Well, and, hey, and perfect. Yeah. We couldn't agree more. Let's fucking watch it. We couldn't exactly. agree more that you have it on video. Exactly. This is, to me. This is completely fucking insane to me. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I was like really like driving home, pull the video, pull the video, pull the video. And I was, I think I got to the point where I was like, I was just getting so angry at them for not taking our statement or yeah. like not realizing that we were even really listening to you guys. Like even if there was nothing that they could do, like let's let's imagine that that's actually true. Let's just imagine that that's the case. They wouldn't even listen to you. They wouldn't even listen yeah. to what you guys are saying. Yeah, exactly. And so the fact, I, I don't know. I think we caused some sort of a ruckus though, because finally the police. I, chief, I think I think you started crying at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. I started crying because I was getting very angry at them because I wanted them to pull the video. I want to make sure that no one touched me, and if they did, I want to, um, I want to see them arrested. Like you know, it's not so okay. Like, 
you and I mean just in general like or even Joe if he was touched inappropriately like it's just not okay like even if he's a guy like it's not okay you know I mean I don't think they right. took it seriously no, because he was it a was, man yes no still yes good 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 phrasing okay yes no of of course the the behavior was you know you have a right to, to know what you were treated properly and i can't even imagine they have the cameras again they were telling you guys i had it on camera it was there it was their freaking suggestion yeah. i the uh the treatment that you guys received there is uh is baffling honestly and yeah. uh yeah i mean i that this is uh completely insane to me that they would talk to you guys that way and really not even listen to me that that's the biggest thing everything oh well we can't really do that what about that oh, i can't really do that oh, well maybe they were they were just completely they may, you may as well have been talking to a wall yeah exactly and and so this happened for about like an hour i would say the going back and forth because we i was just yeah. getting so mad at them um let me just not well, listen this real, real quick and i not quite the same thing but I have, I have a friend who works in like customer service and it kind of applies to this story here because they're saying like the one surefire way to make sure that you get what you want, never hang up the phone and never leave. Like if you're there and like what, what, what you guys kind of did, like you guys were there for five hours to get something. Uh, for a situation like this, it's it can be, you know, troubling and awkward or whatever, but if you just don't leave, you know, they'll listen, like eventually they're going to have to say, all right, this problem's not going away. So like, you want to be the problem that doesn't go away. And like you guys did that. And like it wasn't easy as you guys were learning. Like right, it was hard to go through, but you guys actually, because think of how many people, if you're like traveling, like I will, right, like we have, to, like we can't kill five hours, like we have to leave. Like, and this one, not even five hours, multiple days, you guys have to do this. But yeah, and it's like, it's like, this isn't how we want to spend our vacation. Like, no. This whole night had like a three or four day hangover just in terms of you know filing police reports working with credit card companies changing just our trip just so, so we could sobering file up. this right like well was, so so where did things so you guys are at the police station you know five hours it sounds like eventually they took down a statement from you guys or something i mean where where does the police station kind of end up after you guys are done with everything so finally after an hour of going back and forth I think the police chief came in. I think they realized we weren't going to leave, like you said. Um, they said Joe was the victim. So they interviewed Joe for about an hour or two. Yeah, at least two or three hours. Um, and I just sat out in the police officer hallway um, for, you know, that amount of time. And then they took my statement as a victim, or not a victim, as a witness for Joe. Mm -hmm. And they said that they were going to add in the part about my concerns about possibly being sexually assaulted or something along those lines, just because I just wanted it to be, you know, safe. And I think, did they do, I think they did the same thing for you. And I mean, considering your shirt was off, like that's really alarming to me. Absolutely. Um, like all, like all kidding aside, they like, they could have tried to undress you. Like, right. I mean, like that's pretty awful to think about. Yeah. I know. And I mean, I mean, guys can still get sexually assaulted too. And so I don't know. It's just really, really scary. And so finally, I think, you know, after, after Joe's interview, I think they, you said that they warmed up during my interview, they had warmed up. Yeah. Um, Cause they were, they were pretty standoffish at first. Like they didn't want to be there. They didn't want us to be there. Mm -mm. But after like the hour two, hour one, hour two of this like interview they were giving me, 
which consisted of me, of them asking me like one question, me getting like five words out, one sentence, and then the interpreter would interpret it to the police officer and he would type with his index fingers nice for a good 30 seconds and then say something back and then it would get conveyed to me and we would just repeat this process over and over for about three hours i would say yeah um but and then after a while like they started kind of like warming up and like being a little bit friendlier and like a little more understanding because it's like yeah we're serious about this like this is like a something that really bothered us and absolutely like, get to the bottom of yeah it's terrifying to think about really and so um in my interview they seemed to like realize that like I was not messing around and I think they took everything down and I was really happy with that um and then you know they gave us information and we left and uh the next day we left Poland we got the hell out of there yeah but you know it's just overall it's just like a really scary story and me and Joe have been like trying to find meaning out of it you know how what lessons can we learn from the situation well, so so kind of where where are things now because even that it was like a few days ago right where kind of the where that left off where is the so let, let's see what the easiest thing first where is the money situation figured out did you get your money back are you still dealing with that or is that still is that an, is that an ongoing issue uh it's still it's still ongoing I got a uh like a credit back but it's still under investigation so they yeah. could pull the credit oh my god hopefully not store credit <laughs> oh my goodness no <laughs> yeah um, that wouldn't get me very far the best we could do is store credit <laughs> yeah so it's still getting investigated but it, we'll i think it's the paperwork yeah we have we have paperwork of uh us filing the police report at least so if they ask for more information we can provide that yeah we're gonna send the reviews too just because the reviews yeah they're so bad i mean you can just google this and it's like yeah all okay. over the internet let me ask yeah. you this too do you guys have like a case number from the embassy to follow up on mm, no but i made a contact with someone so yeah. uh He's kind of like our go-to. Okay. Um, um, and and you know, I am glad that the embassy did get involved. I mean, to the extent that they did, which is, which isn't as much as I would have loved, but um, I felt like they they did care. They at which least was, listened to us, which was more than anyone else did. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I just again just trying to find meaning from the situation, learn the whatever lessons there are. Yeah. Um. Definitely a, a lot less trustworthy of people now. Yeah. And I mean, no I, matter how nice they seem or yeah, how well, attractive they are or whatever. Just... Yeah. Well, we left and Joe was like, all oh, those girls are so cute. I can't believe that they're in on this. Yeah. Cause it's like everyone in that entire establishment is complicit on this. Like they yeah. all know what's going on. They all are, you know, aids in this crime that's going on. Yeah. All right, guys. Sorry to keep on having that. Um, I think we're, we're whatever we were talking about before. I think really, I you know now would be a good time to kind of wrap up. Like Jeannie was saying, lessons learned, et cetera, from this finding meaning in it. So, mm -hmm. where how are you guys approaching that? I'm, I'm I'm curious from both of you guys what you're you know taking away from this experience and um, you know how you're moving forward. Yeah, I think, like I said earlier, like most important thing is we still have each other. We still get to talk to our families. We still get to walk around, explore, travel. Um, me and Joe luckily have pretty positive mindsets. And I think if, you know, this happened to 
someone, it could really mess them up. And we, we've even like looked at each other and we're like, thank goodness we had each other during this because if I was alone, I don't think I could have done this um, because it was so stressful and scary. Um, I think the biggest part is I just feel so like used and taken advantage of. Um, but I think, you know, there's things to be thankful about. And um, I don't know, what lessons have you learned, do you think? Well, I mean, just that you need to be careful, like who you trust. Yeah. Like, uh, don't give anyone your trust that easily. Like, I always imagined that if I were to get drugged or when people get drugged, it's usually from like shady individuals in yeah. a situation. Um, I wasn't anticipating uh, the actual establishment or the actual merchant to drug me. Like, yeah, I thought that that didn't happen in first world countries. Um, yeah, your parents always say too, like, you can't trust anyone. The only people you can trust are like, is your family and your friends. And you like hear all those right. things from your parents and you're kind of like, oh, whatever, like mom. Um, but really like, there's a lot of truth into that. And I think that's a important lesson, unfortunately. Yeah. Or if you are drinking at places, like probably not a bad idea to look up the Google reviews beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I think all of that makes sense. Um, Joe, Jeannie, I, if people had more questions about this, are there things, would you be okay with them sending you guys a private message or something on Twitter or something like that? Would that be something you guys wrote? Yeah, Instagram. Um, Twitter, Instagram. I don't have Twitter. Rosenrhetoric at gmail.com. Um, okay, I think that would be, uh, you know, if you guys jump in, that would be great. If you're listening to this, you have a story that you want to share or, or just you want more information or, you know, more kind of, you know, insight from, from either of these two, reach out to them. Um, you know, I'm sure they'd be happy to talk to you about it. Um, yeah, I will say I'm glad that you two are safe. I definitely consider both you guys to be good friends. Joe's probably one of my best friends. Uh, it's a scary thing to hear this happen to somebody that you're close to. Um, and so I, I 